1: Welcome to the Paddle and Fin podcast. I'm Brian, Neb J, and we're your hosts and uh, tonight you guys we got another epic guest coming your way. We got Richie Lockery from Missouri, the Moyak kayak series down south, aka Missouri swim bait slinger, right? Yeah. Yep. Got it right. And uh, we're going to talk to him about the Moyak series uh fishing down in missouri out of a kayak and uh throwing some big heavy swim baits so richie welcome to the show my friend
2: thanks for having me
1: yeah absolutely man so uh you know the drill we always ask everybody uh how they got into kayak fishing and uh all that good stuff and uh, what boat they're fishing out of so uh why don't you start us off with that
2: uh what i i started in california actually uh just to get off the bank, uh, I fished Diamond Valley Lake out there near uh, Temecula, uh, okay. south of Riverside. And uh, Californian or drinking water reservoirs, they're kind of strict on uh, what goes in the water, literally. And uh, so there was a few requirements for the kayak. It had to be a sit-in. It had to be over 10 foot. It couldn't be a inflatable. So I went to uh, Dick Sporting Goods, found a, a trophy 126, and uh, I fished out of that, sit in for quite a few years. Uh, I moved back to Missouri. I, I did that in 2009. I bought, I bought that kayak. Now I moved back to Missouri late 2010, and uh, we didn't have uh, a kayak fishing scene here. Uh, I don't even remember seeing anyone else fishing at kayaks early on. Uh, maybe 2013, uh, I seen a guy, but uh, and I fished my my first pseudo kayak tournament in September of 2003. Uh, it was uh, Bass Crazy 365 Power versus Paddle. And I tied for 13th out of, like, 275 entries. Uh, And it was June 2014. A local guy, Eric Hansen, he was just getting a kayak shop going off Indian Point near Branson. And he held a little charity tournament on Tabor Rock. And I met him, uh, Jim Harding. Uh I can't remember if Curtis Adams was there or not. He's kind of a background figure now. He he's kind of focused on family, so I haven't seen him quite as often. But uh so we had the charity tournament uh and had fun with that. Then me, Eric, and two of his buddies that I got introduced to, uh we went and fished Marty Hughes' tournament on pony creek lake near council bluffs okay we had we had such a ball at that going to that tournament coming home from that tournament i mean the whole your buddy fell asleep in the truck and here's a semi coming at you in the oncoming lane You <laughs> scared y'all scared the hell out of them away <clears throat> i mean we I'm, and then just uh Heath Hudson, he was one of the guys with us. His old military stories. I, I, I think I had a, a two or three day belly ache after laughing yeah. so much. At, <laughs> um, and we wanted to bring that excitement and fun back to Southern Missouri. So, uh, that was early October, 2014, and yeah. so we put in hand trying to get. Rules together, uh, tournament rules, and then guidelines for a club. And to December 22nd, 2014, we had our first sit down and established seven board members and created uh, what was the Show Me Kayak Fishing Association. And then the tournaments uh, we did first call Moyak fishing series uh yeah. we created the the show me fish association is as kind of an umbrella uh deal like that we were going to try and bring in a river series and a north series and whatnot uh in the long run it was just better for us to focus on the one uh we tried the north series in 2016 uh the interest wasn't there the attendance wasn't there and shoot just doing the one turn the trying to do the two tournaments just spread us thin so uh we just stayed in our little southwest half sure well that's where all the good water's at yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean we get we get hit up all the time uh guys up north and out east on the on the illinois and and kentucky and and tennessee on that side sure line and hey when you guys coming east or north and i'm like well <laughs> we tried going north and it didn't work out east pick a lake we may consider it for next year sure uh and that, i mean that's the case now uh, and we have fished uh smaller bodies of water i mean we we regularly hit up like the ozarks bomb to Terre, table rock uh bull Shoal, stockton lake uh other lakes that have had BFLs and Bassmaster Elite Tournaments on. Uh, 2016, we went to a little uh, lake called Bushwhacker. It's a conservation area uh, about an hour north, I believe, of Joplin. Okay. And that, was, that was fun. It's shallow, weedy, woody lake. Uh, I think I caught 30 fish on a swim jig before 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Uh, I had a blast at that little lake. Uh but our our numbers have grown and uh we'd we'd really crowd that lake real quick now. Oh I bet. I think we had twenty or so at that tournament. And uh so so in two thousand fifteen uh we kicked the series off and uh starts uh, starts I wouldn't say started small. I mean we we came out of the gate with Bass Pro Shops as a as a title sponsor and I mean we were getting prizes and whatnot uh kayaks gopros backpacks uh camp chairs all kinds of stuff to give away and on top of other uh lure sponsors and uh like yak gear yak attack and and then the the kayak shop i mean whatever was in the kayak shop they would put it towards the uh, tournaments that's cool Uh, so yeah i it my my kayak fishing carried on into tournament full, almost full blown tournament fishing. And, uh, I had fished the first three moyak seasons. out of an emotion stealth 11, uh, which I don't know if Jay got to see it at the national championship. That was the last tournament I fished out of it, uh, before going to the feel free lure 13, five, uh, full time. Um, I played around with an 115. five, in uh 2016 without a rudder um it was it was okay stability i love that uh stability of those boats but that little that 11.5 for whatever reason doesn't track as well when you stop paddling yeah <laughs> a rudder kit is almost a must on that one
1: uh yeah you asked you used to have that boat jay right yeah, I had a lure eleven five. Yeah,
3: and I think the rudder was like the best thing I ever bought for it. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, it it doesn't track too well. I mean, I, I found that that rudder was real handy too, like in wind, because yeah. that that boat gets taken so quickly, especially with that wheel in the back. It's so yeah. easy to get spun around from the the currents and the wind.
2: You know. And I, uh, I fished a river tournament with a buddy uh, who had an eleven five with a rudder. Uh, this last summer and I mean there was there was a hundred yard stretch where he stood and flipped the bank and if that if that kayak started nosing towards the bank he would just tap that toe control get that rudder mm-hmm. facing and pull that nose away from the bank and then if he got a little too far he tapped the opposite side and, and I mean he he didn't touch the paddle for like a hundred and fifty yards nice. and just stood and just hitting that those tow controls on that rudder. So that kind of made me <laughs> made me a little jealous not having a rudder uh set up on that 135
1: yet. <coughs> huh. Interesting. Uh I run that
2: 135. Uh got a Lawrence Hook two seven triple shot with nice. a custom loaded on it now. Uh a dual it's uh, similar to the Bernie's River Stick, a uh, little junction box with the 8-inch yeah. rock through it and little paracord for uh, retracting and deploy. You can almost call it a, a little manual micro power pole. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Dual uh, poles on the, on the back. And then now uh, for the uh, 19 season, I'm going to run either a 56-court or a 68 core uh plano tote uh for my tackle storage
1: i got one of those i got one of those storage bins or i got two of them actually just for you know transporting my stuff but i've I saw your setup, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, man, I need to figure out if that'll fit in the back of my fide, But yeah,
2: I, that picture was taken on a boat ramp, so that's why, and the camera was a little crooked. That's why there's a little angle to that. But, uh, so I can. My,
3: what are you going to put in the front to counterbalance it?
2: I mean, because the kayak's going to be like this, right? Uh, actually, no, it still sits level. Even with 14, I think it's 14 of the, is it the 37 series boxes? And yeah. then the front the front 10 inches, that's kind of my junk drawers, my soft plastics and whatever little extra stuff I carry with me. <laughs> I kind of blocked that off in the 68-quart the tote uh, just for that. Um, I do need to figure out uh, a little... Uh, pole or something to keep the lid up i've got a tether to keep it from flopping all the way over but i need to keep put a spring one of the lock springs or something in there to keep it up otherwise i just i flip the lid up put my head up under it go about my fiddling with the tackle uh other than that it worked out great i got three rod holders uh on each side on top of the two already flush mounts uh I could carry quite a few poles with me.
1: I like it. I like it. I don't like to retie either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've been contemplating that, adding another three rod tubes to my black pack. That would be nine. Just do it. But I'm like, yeah, I (laughs) don't know. That might be too much. Sit
3: down, Papa. It's never never too many. You can never... I mean, where are you going to put the ultralight? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Where are you going to put the maps box?
2: Yeah, exactly. Here we'll segue into this. What's an ultralight? Um, so one reason for a couple of the extra rod holders uh, is the swim bait stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're in any of the swim bait groups, uh, you'll see guys ask about rods. Uh, they and they see a weight rating on a rod it'll it'll say one to six ounces and they think they can throw that one two six ounces on that one rod how many different rods are there for techniques with lure weights under an ounce
1: too many yeah
3: too way too many <laughs> yeah
2: so now they think now they think one rod's gonna cover five ounce weight range yeah. Uh, now I have a TFO uh, Magnum heavy swimbait rod that's in that weight range, uh, but it's it's got a happy median in the kind of three to four and a half ounce range. Six is kind of overloading it. I've thrown stuff that's an ounce uh, comfortably. It's got a pretty parabolic bend, but what I'm getting at is I've broken down my swim bait setups where i've got a three quarter to three ounce the one to six a two to eight and then an eight to fourteen
1: ounce rated rods is is the eight to fourteen like a telephone pole or something yeah Uh,
2: it's pretty stiff it's (laughs) got it's actually the same blank as the two to eight but it's double wrapped
1: oh jesus dude
2: and uh, so you kind of lose the parabolic of the two to eight, and uh, it's about half the bend in the tip. And uh, Kevin uh, of uh, KGB Swimbaits, who specked out the, the the two to eight and the eight to fourteen, uh, he has a sixteen-inch Savage Gear line through trout. It weighs twenty-four ounces, and he's hooked it. With that, mud. it's like throwing a statue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Jesus, it's like that here I half- whittled this out of wood. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, what is this? Is there stone in here?
1: That's crazy, dude.
3: Dude, your shoulders got to burn so bad from slinging stuff that heavy.
1: Oh,
2: nope. actually, no. Oh, oh, oh no,
3: he's like, dude. Now you see these guns?
2: What the? <laughs> You...
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> with the proper casting technique and the right equipment it don't hurt at the end of the day at all so i'll, t- I'll say this the one time I, I i i did get my wrist in a bind was after uh 14 and a half hours in one day of casting a uh uh, a specially modified uh, Chad Chad. It had a big old diving lip on it. It's a seven-inch Gizzard Chad. Uh, cranking that sucker in heavy current for probably eight hours uh, in the afternoon, it got to a point my wrist. I, I made a cast, went to cranking, and my uh, the hand I hold the rod with just locked up. I mean, I I had to tuck the rod in my armpit, wind it Up and then I just hung the lure and sat it on the deck. I was like, done. (laughs) I've been fishing since 6 30 this morning. It's eight, it's almost nine o'clock now. I'm done. Jesus, man. Uh, But so, yeah, there's I've got four, there's well, almost three levels. uh, I'm sorry, five levels of swim bait rods because I've got a smaller, uh. It's kind of a, it's like a three eighths to one ounce, and uh, that's more that's more of a chatterbait, kind of spinnerbait, uh, larger square square bill rod. But I'll throw four smaller profiled five inch baits on it. Right on. There's there's five. I got five levels of swim bait going on.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I'm I'm just starting to get into the big swim baits, and it's just like some of those men are just monstrous. I mean, like Jay said, that thing will rock your arm after a day of throwing those things, man. Yeah.
2: And, uh, I mean, I was throwing a, a Depths 250, which is a 10-inch, 6-ounce uh, bait, and then the uh, KGB King Glide, which uh, with the with the bristle tail, it's 11 inches, and what was that sucker? I think it's nine ounces. But I mean, on the on the eight to 14 ounce rod, it's nothing. I mean, there's a. I finally got that rod cut down. <laughs> oh man, where I'm comfortable, the, the the rod handle from 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 the thumb spike to the butt end end of the butt started out at 29 inches long. Uh, I've, I think I've taken all a ten a clean 10 inches off of it now so I hold my arm out and it clears my chest Oh, Jesus
1: dude <laughs> so how long I mean I'm not familiar with the bigger heavier swim bait rods like how long are those things are they like seven six eight foot
2: uh I've got a my smallest is a seven three. My three to uh my three quarter to three is a seven eight. Okay. Uh the the one to six and the two to eight are both seven elevens. And then the biggest one I'll have to remeasure it now after I cut it down. But it the tip pulled it over in an eight foot ceiling. So I mean it's probably it probably started out near nine feet, but it's probably closer to eight four now oh wow dude that's a
1: that's a long stick not gonna lie
2: it's all uh it's all about that leverage i bet i bet because i mean mean, one not only do you have to have power to cast the heavy bait but when that fish hits that
1: you gotta have some
2: backbone right set that hook move actually move that bait (laughs) that's what some guys don't realize um i mean sure there's a video on youtube of a guy hooking a a full milk jug of water with a medium action ugly stick but i bet he can't reel that sucker in
1: (laughs) right yeah
2: the full sweep of a hook set
1: yeah well and that's the thing he's probably missing hook sets because he's got no stiff backbone behind it right i mean uh i know uh um scott our former co-host he uh he had some issues he was last season he was throwing some ugly sticks and he was missing hook sets because that there was just too much give in that in that rod and he was just missing fish left and right and then he switched rods and it was like he was hammering fish so
2: yeah and i used to be i mean
1: gosh eight
2: nine years ago I used to be like that too I'm like why the hell do I want to spend 150 3 hundred fifty bucks on a rod um, when my ugly sticks gX2s served me just as good and uh, uh my, my first better quality rod was a uh, lose American hero uh, okay spinning. and uh, it was a six 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 medium spinning rod and I took it out uh trout fishing and i mean the first hit i got it felt like an electrical jolt to my forearm i mean the the sensitivity was night and day
1: sure and
2: i was like okay there might be something yeah. to this
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny i was uh i was up at the the madison fishing show this past weekend and uh i had some of my elysian series rods and you know that was the big thing is you know what's the difference between this and a normal rod and i said well number one the sensitivity you know there's a few more eye guides in there stuff like that um the rod blank itself um you're, you're gonna feel that bite a lot sooner and you're not gonna be missing missing fish you know um so i mean that was one of the big things um you know that i always tell people like a. A custom built rod is just going to perform way better than something you get off the shelf at Cabela's most of the time. I mean, you know, obviously they got some higher end St. Croix and things like that, but. Um, but yeah, the TFO Magnum Heavy Swimbait Rod, uh, it retails
2: at 190. And I mean, I, I've probably caught, I don't know, up, upwards over 500 fish on it. Over, over the last um four years i've caught uh, sure. i've owned it sure. and i mean I've, I've, i i've i caught a eight pound 10 ounce largemouth out of table rock uh on a s waver 200 which is an eight inch uh glide bait and i mean that fish when it hit it just felt like a, a i mean just if you took your fingertip and just tapped your elbow i mean just just so light but i I could feel the difference in it because I mean, okay, there's trees standing timber and, and there's hard rock bottom. I'm like, that wasn't either. And I swung on it, the rod loaded up and there was an almost nine pound fish on the other end. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, what it had done, it come up behind that bait and sucked the tail in, it had the rear treble, uh, up and through its uh, bottom jaw. Oh, wow. So it, it was it was going to be hard pressed to get it th- to throw that lure.
1: <laughs> oh man. So, but, uh, so when you're not throwing swim baits, what's, uh, what's some of the other techniques you like tossing? Um, I like,
2: uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, I've, I've been lure fishing since, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old. So, I mean, at least, an easy 20 nearly 25 years <clears throat> i've caught them throwing anything and everything but uh as of late uh you know especially in the last couple of years chatterbait yeah uh chatterbait swim jig uh and then just the good old like the arky jig with a uh a craw trailer uh yeah a beaver in the cold water and then something flappy when it warms up. Uh, whether it be a a double tail grub or a a pocket craw, uh, or even a Z-Man, uh, turbo craw.
1: Yeah. It's one Uh, of my faves, man.
2: Um, and those, I mean, you get into some smallmouth and table rock, they're, uh tooth patches are pretty aggressive i mean you it looks like if you've caught enough of them it looks like you ran your thumb over some 80 grit sandpaper <laughs> all day yeah i bet z man stuff comes really handy oh yeah they a lot of plastic
1: oh yeah yeah that's uh that's the one thing i love about z-man you know uh you know obviously i change it up once in a while but z-man man they'll just they'll take a beating man and keep on going keep on giving back so I, I love it man but uh yeah i'm uh, to, a little bit of top water
2: uh but like i said most of the time i'm especially in the tournament stuff um uh, i'm throwing a moving bait whether it be a chatter bait a swim jig uh an underspin with a paddle tail on it nice. uh that's that's what i almost won both shows with last year was uh a five eighths ounce uh no name underspin, and it had a uh, four-inch Easy Gambler okay. swim bait back of it. And I mean, I I w- where I was casting it. There was a big ledge that these smallmouth were sitting on. And I mean, I, I'd bomb a cast to it, and that I would let it sink to the bottom, and then pick up the retrieve, and I would let it tick the bottom. And I mean, there was several casts I made. Those fish would eat that before it hit the bottom. On the end of the cast yeah
1: and
2: so that's where braid to leader comes in
1: oh yeah oh yeah that was
2: oh you know, I may have missed those fish
1: interesting uh,
2: being able to reel that down real quick and then use the whole I think that rods a 7 three okay uh, the, whole, the whole 10 12 foot of sweep to try to set that hook 50 60 yards away
1: oh man that's crazy that's crazy i love uh, it
2: yeah. yeah so chatterbait swim jig underspins uh jig and crawl uh and i do <clears throat> i have employed the the bigger swim baits uh in the tournaments uh, last uh stockton tournament 2017 i was throwing a livingston uh the six inch b viper which is the taller profile Uh, shad bait okay Uh, no weight in it was waking it on the surface and i mean they were smashing it against the bluff bank and i i'd hook a fish lose it about halfway back i mean i i was i had a horrible day of thrown fish uh tournament but i mean they were like crazy
1: that's awesome
2: and then uh Stocking again last year, my biggest fish was on that S Waver 200. It was, a uh, almost 18 inch smallmouth, I think, uh, on a, a not wind blown point. Cause we had, I think we had 15 mile an hour sustained winds that day with, uh, up to 25 mile an hour gusts. Okay. And I, I was on the wind blown side of the, this big cove to start out with and I cut back across it and, uh, this one point was just almost slick calm across the top of it. That's where I ended up catching that fish. But, uh, what else? That's, that's kind of my go-to stuff. I mean, unless I find a concentration of fish, I'm moving, drifting, trying to cover water.
1: Right on, right on. That's cool, and man. Then
2: rigging, that, that always depends on uh, the kind of cover. Cause I mean, when I say underspins, it might be a jig head. Uh, or it might be like the owner flashy swimmer okay. uh, for a week application. Uh, Lake Taney Como, uh, it's got coontail in it. Okay. And it it grows thick in the summer. I mean, it will mat up and throw frogs. Uh, I got second place at that tournament in 2017. I was actually, it, it was almost like throwing a buzz bait. I had a 4.8 Kai Tech on a 5 aught flashy swimmer. And the mats weren't quite set up, so there was a lot of open uh, pockets where the mats would be. And so, I mean, I would cast all the way across the mat and buzz that through the open holes. And, I mean, the fish were blowing up through the holes in the Um, So, yeah, rigging always kind of depends on what kind of cover. I mean, I was throwing that on uh, a 50-pound straight braid. Oh, wow. Because I did catch, I caught three over 18 inches during that tournament. And I would swing on, swing up on them and then ski them across that mat.
1: Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure.
2: So they wouldn't get their heads <laughs>
1: yeah. down. Yeah.
2: Um, I think I lost one small fish. It, it it hit that bait. It was like, I don't know, 13, 14 inch or it jumped and then dove in that mat and it pulled off. Right but on. it wasn't going to help me anyway.
1: So, uh, what's, what's your biggest bass on one of those big swim baits?
2: Biggest largemouth is the eight pound, ten ouncer, uh, five and a quarter pound smallmouth. Um, I'm really hard pressed so far to break the four pound barrier with a spotted bass. Uh, okay. I've seen. I've seen bigger ones blow over my top, my big top waters and stuff. Completely miss them. Sure. Uh, Stripe bass uh, from the bank. My biggest one is 50 pounds, four ounces. Uh, Biggest kayak striper so far is a 36 even. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I forgot you guys got the big stripers down there, man. That's, uh, that's on the bucket list for me. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: and you might get lucky if you come out here for that championship.
1: <clears throat>
2: nice. Uh, if they run late. Uh, we've had them run into September before. Nice. Uh, it's a summertime bite. Uh, but yeah, both those bigger striper that was on the uh, eight inch Spro BBZ. Uh, looks like a rainbow trout. Uh, uh, and then a 10 pound, 12 ounce walleye. Nice. That's so what I'm that talking was, about. That was on a three quarter ounce underspin with a 5.8 Kytec. Nice. Very and uh, I was going to let it go. Um, I sat I, I mean, I didn't have it out of the water. I, I clipped a stringer in it. Went to the bank. Uh, got measurements and stuff. Uh, a guy on a boat weighed it for me. <laughs> and uh, I brought it back down to the water and sat there pushing it back and forth and it just never i mean for like 36 30 seconds a minute and it just never kicked huh and then i was like uh oh, you're too good eating you're going home yeah. with me <laughs> and uh so i cleaned that fish and uh it had two not one but two rainbow trout in its gut and they were both about ten inches long apiece. Oh wow. That's killer. That's nice. That was a, 29 and a half inch fish. That's awesome. Yeah, it's
1: always so that, in- it's always interesting cutting a fish open, you know, and and checking its gut to see what it's been eating. I know uh me and Jay were out ice fishing a couple weeks ago and
2: uh, yep, we, uh you filleted uh, that pike and had a hot dog in its gut
1: yeah well no the hot dog wasn't in its gut but jay caught it on a hot dog but uh in its gut was uh a couple of uh uh like four inch perch and then there was a a small largemouth bass in its belly as well so That, that
2: doesn't prove anything
1: no 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 i i was happy to see he was eating more perch than it was bass but you know it it was it was different
2: if the little bass was hanging out with the perch it was it was his own fault
1: yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, he (laughs) was maybe you know two inches two and a half small small little bass but uh yeah it was what it was but uh yeah, so let's talk MoYak, man. So uh, what kind of dates you guys got? Where are you guys going? What's 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 the sponsors and all that good stuff? Let's let's hear about it.
2: Oh, 2009 Mojak Fishing Series. Oh, I'm sorry, 2019. I was
1: going to say, you got a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: 2019 Mojak Fishing Schedule. Uh, we are starting on April 6th at Lake of the Ozarks.
3: Nice.
2: Uh, April 20th uh, is Palm de Terre, uh, May 11th, Table Rock. Uh, we do a Memorial Day online challenge. Um, I think we're going to do four days, the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. Uh, Memorial Day uh, for that. Um, my birthday, well, not exactly on my birthday, but June 15th. Birthday is June 11th. Nice. Uh, tournament. I like think Como uh, July 20th on Stockton, August 17th. Uh, we're teaming up with the, uh, Ozark river anglers tournament trail or okay. ORAC. Uh, we're going to do a two day tournament, uh, one day on a river and one day on a lake.
1: That's cool. Uh, That's cool.
2: Cause I mean, we, we, we got, there's that river club and them guys. I mean, we've got plenty of, of floatable waters and, uh, but that not all of them come over and, and fish Mojak on lakes. Yeah. And so, and, uh, and, and, and some of my lake guys, they don't fish rivers a lot. So sure. it's, it's either way, it's going to take someone out of their element and they're still going to have to go and catch fish. Uh, so I, we're still ironing out official details for that tournament. Um, uh, August thirty first will be Bull Shoals Lake, and then uh, we get about a month, almost a month break, and uh, September twenty first to the and twenty second is will be the Missouri State Championship.
1: Oh, nice!
2: Uh, alongside the KBF Central Division uh, Trail Championship. Series. Yep. Uh, and that will be hosted out of Indian point Marina, uh, near Branson.
1: Okay. Very cool.
2: Literally down the street of silver dollar city. If you've ever heard of that.
1: Yep. Right on. Super uh, sweet. So for Moyak, is it like a membership thing or they're all open tournaments? No, we, uh, we kind of like to
2: keep the money amongst the members. Uh, so you do have to be a member. Okay. Uh, to be a competitor. Okay.
1: Um. Uh, How much is the membership? It is twenty-five bucks. Oh, that ain't nothing.
2: Nope, that's not. It's not too bad. So I mean, <clears throat> and you fish uh, for the state championship. Uh, you don't have to be a Mo member, but you do have to fish any three live events in the state of missouri uh so i mean you can fish uh the orat river trail you can fish Moyak, yak the uh, camo series the uh kbf trail on i think it's mark twain yep and zingo there's the one on mazingo too uh and uh so that's that's a couple of uh, live tournament stuff that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, and I think there might be, uh, there's a charity tournament in April, the week after the Palm de Terre tournament, it's called arc of the Ozarks. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, we'll count that one too.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, Cause I mean, it's a, it's technically a tournament in Missouri. So we'll count that one too. Uh, so uh tournaments are gonna be 40 bucks a pop uh, we got Geico a local office, Geico office signed on as a title sponsor this year
1: oh very cool uh,
2: they will be helping us guarantee one thousand dollars for first place payout uh 30 plus anglers at the tournament. Uh, that excludes the Memorial Day uh, challenge and the River Lake uh, challenge.
1: I might and have then, to come down for that first one in April, man. It's like, and,
2: and then it'll be a thousand by itself uh, that's going to be contributed to the first place payout uh, for the Missouri State Championship, on top of the
1: entry fees anch- or whatever.
2: In anything else
1: that's cool that's cool man i love it what do you guys get like per average like last year what was like your average turnout per tournament uh we had a little lull
2: last year uh with the creation of the other series uh that's a complicated situation we don't have time for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries no so,
2: to uh i mean 2015 we'll just start there 2015, we averaged 15 to 20. Okay. Uh, 2016, bumped it a little bit from like 20 to 30. Uh, 2017, we saw anywhere from 25 at like some of the real tough, crappy weather tournaments to uh, I think we had 50, 54 At the classic, at the end of the year, classic tournament. Okay. And then, uh, so I mean, we've had up up nearly sixty competitors in in a single tournament. Okay. Very cool. uh, We're up to, I think, I believe we're up to fifty seven members right now, before the tournament. I mean, there's there's typically, you'll get several sign up before the their first tournament or the first tournament of the year.
1: Okay. Okay. So we're we'll
2: we're, hit seventy
1: probably fairly easy. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you go if somebody wants to sign up uh, to be a member of Moyak, where where should they go to check that out? Um, I mean we're on we, we've got the
2: page on Facebook, we've got the group on Facebook, it's an open group. Uh, and then we have the website that's got everything on it, uh and that's M-O-Y-A-K, MoYak, fishing series, and that'll be all one word, dot com. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so we've got all the we all the sponsors. We've got the logos on the website. You can click on the logos, and it will take you to that sponsor's website.
1: Oh, that's cool. I dig that.
2: So, I mean, if you click on Geico, it will take you to their website. If you, uh, we got Savior on board.
1: Oh, nice. Uh,
2: So, if you click on Savior Outdoors logo, it'll take you there. Gator Guards, it'll take you to their website. Yak Lights, so on and so forth. Uh, And uh, another fun thing about the tournaments that we're doing this year uh, is we got the first man out. What that is, is uh, Sport World Boats is going to sponsor the last competitor out. uh, It'll be the first guy out of the money. And they will pay their entry fee into their next tournament.
1: That's sweet. I dig that. That's called
2: called the first man out.
1: I dig that.
2: so that'll be a little fun ad- addition this year. And then, and then we do like the best darn tackle box where you buy a $5 lure. We all throw it in a box and <clears throat> everyone who contributed gets a ticket and at, at the weigh-in we draw a ticket and everyone, whoever that is wins everything in the box.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. That's sweet, dude. And, and then
2: to be uh, environmentally friendly and charitable, uh, we're gonna have a bucket for hammered lures, uh, soft plastics.
1: Yeah, the uh-huh. recycling program.
2: Yep, we'll that's... have a, a bucket at the weigh-ins for trash soft plastics from the day of the tournament.
1: No, that's awesome, man. We we definitely uh, appreciate you guys doing that because uh, it's funny, man. Like since since we started talking about that and telling people about it. Um, you know the response has been awesome, and I know you, you guys were one of the first ones to jump on board and offer that. And uh, I know we got KBL Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series; uh, they're doing it. I just talked to the guys at the uh, Wisconsin chapter of uh, Heroes on the Water; they're jumping on board. Um, they're going to be receiving some baits and stuff. Um, I know uh, Eric had. Uh, just uh just um made a first first batch run if you guys haven't seen that you can check that out on his uh instagram page he's already pumping out baits uh to get shipped shipped over to the pennsylvania chapter so it's cool man it's uh it's crazy and if anybody's listening to this podcast and uh, make some plastic baits eric's looking for some help um molding those because uh You know, just a response that we've already gotten. He knows he's going to be buried. So he's looking to see if uh, any other lure makers, um, you know, are out there to uh, give him a hand. So, And if you're watching the uh, YouTube feed, Richie has just flashed all the sponsors for the MoYak series with all the dates. So be sure to check that out. I was just looking at the uh, Facebook page. All the events are right there. Um, so it's cool, yep. man. I might dude. I'm, I'm, I'm so tempted to come yeah. down for that first one in April. Like just to, I'm jonesing, man. Cause I think our first KBL tournaments like that weekend after, and then the weekend after that is uh big Hill, Kansas, but I'm still up in the air if I'm going to go out there. So it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Have you been there before? I've never f- fished Kansas, never fished Kansas uh weedy
2: got standing timber uh and there is some uh bald gravel points sure and a little little bit of bluff on the lower end yeah. but there's i mean lots of standing timber yeah no and, uh, added weeds up towards the the north end
1: yeah that's one thing i noticed uh when i was scoping it out doing some homework is you know all the all the timber that's just sticking up out of the water so that's uh that's, that's... i
0: had real good
2: I, I had a decent tournament there the first year i went uh, it would have been better if i landed fish uh, bluegill colored swim jig uh bluegill square bill and then uh I switched areas, and it was a little dirtier, and I went to a black and blue uh, jig and a, and a craw, sure. and I actually lost about a 20-inch fish. Right. I mean, another guy was right there watching the whole thing. That fish dragged me between two or three trees, and I was struggling oh, with man. that stepping, flipping and stick, weaving it out of the trees, trying to stick that rod in the water to keep that fish from jumping, and it finally got its head up out of the water and just threw that jig about eight feet to the left. Gotta love,
1: <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it gotta love it nice yeah there's
2: some, there's some good fish in there you just gotta find them
1: yeah. yeah 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 it seems like a super interesting lake that's for sure um it's definitely got me intrigued
2: so. We yeah uh, we put bones off there last year oh my gosh i think it was 18 degrees when we started out last <laughs> oh jeez
1: <year>. oh man <laughs>
2: I had 14 hot hand packets on my body.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I went out once in January this year and it was 20 degrees out and that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. So got to love it. And the, the
2: last, last year during that event was also, that was a Midwest kayak fishing series event. The, kbf trail on ball shoals was the same day and those guys got snowed on
1: oh man uh
2: if you go well, and look at uh photos from that event he uh he won big bass he's one of my moyak guys he got big bass at that tournament and you can just see snow all over, over. the deck of his fs 12 T. yeah
1: <laughs> well it's like uh the the hobie guys just had that Chickamauga open and man the waters were raging down there seven foot it rose or something and it overnight and uh between day one and day two i mean that's yeah. just nuts man but uh yeah what are you gonna do fish it yeah fish the condition yeah buddy yeah buddy <laughs> right on All right, man. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty much winding down here. So why don't you uh, send a shout out to your sponsors, where people can find you, uh, the MoYak series once again. And uh, that way uh, everybody knows where to come find out about big swim baits.
2: I'll uh, I'll start at the top. (laughs) Mako Springfield, uh, Gator Guard, Sport World Boats, uh, Yak Lights, Yak Attack, E-Factor, Savior Outdoors, KGB Swimbaits, uh, Robo Hawk Leashes, Hermitian Custom Lures, Bass Mogul, Table Rock Chamber of Commerce, Squitcher Hydration, Extreme Sports and Scuba, Ozark Mountain Trading Company, Calhoun Printing, uh, Gator, and Psycho... Bates, nice and i ran into mr eric jackson a couple weeks ago and he's gonna throw us an orion cooler
1: nice
2: and uh for we'll we we'll raffle it off uh amongst the members i believe right on (laughs) we haven't quite decided what we'll do with it yet
1: cool no that'll be slick man those orion Uh, coolers are the bee's knees
2: just ask Jay.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jay. Uh, Jay dropped off on the call. His connection is poor. I tried adding him back in, so that's why Jay's been a little non-existent in this podcast. But uh, he said just go on and carry on without him. But uh, he's been struggling with some internet issues. But uh, yeah. No man.
2: Facebook. Uh, I've got a mo swim bait slinger. Uh, fan page i try to put put my own stuff and share others uh swim bait articles on there uh fishing stories uh, i do have a youtube channel i need to contribute it a little more but uh the catch of the 36 pound striper from the kayak is on there nice uh, and uh, some other smaller stripers and then night fishing trips and uh, uh, a savior uh rods retrieval device, uh, the retrofit. Nice, I have an install video there. Uh, and then uh, I, I have an Instagram, uh, and it's mo swim b8 slinger, so bait slinger. Nice, uh, and then <coughs> yeah, moyak fishing series, it's mo. Uh, hyphen yak fishing series on uh, well, uh, the page and the group on Facebook, uh, and then the website's all one word, no hyphen, no caps, moyakfishingseries.com no dot
1: Nice, check it out, guys. Uh, all tournaments will be held on Turnyx. Nice, and will,
2: all tournaments are up on there already.
1: Nice. And are your tournaments on Saturdays or Sundays?
2: We are on Saturdays.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Uh, live, I had fished with the Branson Bass Club in 2014, and they held Sunday tournaments. Well, being the buckle of the Bible Belt, um, a lot of guys find it really hard to skip church on Sunday to fish a sure. uh, bass tournament. Sure. So, uh, uh, we we decided to hold them. They were better held on
1: Saturdays. Cool. Yeah, no, I dig uh, it, man. We get a little gripe
2: from, from guys that have weekend shifts. Uh, but, I mean, we have enough tournaments. Uh, we dropped the worst two. Sure. Uh, for the year points. Uh, so you can afford – I've done it for the last two years. Uh, we uh, we had originally held Palm to Terror in July, and, I mean – scorcher yeah 90 plus degree water temp 95 plus degree air temp and it was always a dink fest and uh, so we've swapped that with the uh, palm to uh stockton
1: okay
0: so
2: we'll have Stockton in the summer and palmy in the spring so hopefully we'll get a little better fish results there but i've i've chosen purposely to skip that tournament and take a zero and sure. uh, without it hurt me at, at, at the end, I, I, uh, I, I didn't have a, a rough year, but I'd have the greatest year. I had the one uh, second place finish last year. And with, uh, a couple of other top 15s, I think, uh, the end of the year tournament was my worst one actually. Okay. Uh, but I ended up eighth in points. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> out of, uh, 58 anglers. So, Okay, I've been as fourth in uh, 2016.
1: Are you guys uh, a KBF partner then? Yep. So you guys are sending some guys to the national championship and all that stuff. Yep. At the end of the season.
2: This year, uh, I did. I qualified for it. Uh, I passed it up so that we could uh, me and the other uh, two guys, Joshua Booth and. Jeff Mellencamp, that that really is the core crew of Moyak yeah. now. Uh, I can't remember if, if uh, Josh – I'm not sure if Josh is going. I think Jeff might try to go to the national championship, but I, I purposely gave up my spot to help focus on Moyak, make it as great as we can. Sure. And uh, not a lot of stuff. I mean, there's there's quite a few bits and pieces to take care of Oh yeah. doing a tournament. I mean, I kind of. Other than having sponsor merchandise in hand right now, I I feel we've got like eighty percent of our work done for the year.
1: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That way you can just focus on fishing. That's always nice. Yep. That's sweet. And uh, I'll save that this for
2: later. But we have a, we'll have a secret, but yet trustworthy. Uh, tournament director from outside the series. Uh, we'll reveal that on the Facebook group.
1: Okay, right on.
2: But you, you'll probably know who it is. Okay, or at least heard of him. Okay, I, I, he's had my back on social media for years. So
1: right on, right on. Sweet.
2: So that lets that lets us fish the tournament and not have to judge them at the same time, and there be that little ridicule of favoritism or whatnot. So. Nice. it kind of eliminates that
1: very sweet man very sweet i dig it all right man well <clears throat> richie thanks again for sitting down and chatting we much appreciate it and uh for you guys out there show notes uh will be the address to send the used plastics out to get uh, melted down and remade into baits and uh yeah check out our website paddle the letter n in finn.com or if you have a question comment topic idea feel free to reach out at paddle the letter n in finn at gmail.com you'll follow all our social and all that good stuff it's just paddle and fin. so until next time guys tight lines and smooth paddling boom wait a second this episode isn't over boys and girls Another quick announcement getting added to the agenda. Uh, Jay and I will be down in Tennessee on Douglas Lake, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's a Friday through Sunday. The main day is going to be Saturday. We want to fish with you guys. We want to get out on the water. If we get enough guys, we're thinking maybe uh, we'll do a little tournament or something. Uh, Free tournament and uh, maybe we'll see if we can get some of our sponsors to donate some prizes and stuff as giveaways t-shirts things like that and then have a little bbq afterwards by chef braillon So uh, if you guys can make it uh, we're gonna stay at Douglas headwater campground It's right on the lake down by the dam. It's in Seaverville, Tennessee on Douglas Lake uh we would love to see you guys all down there uh should be a good time and uh should be a good time to spend on the water uh get some lines wet after this uh long drawn out winter and uh yeah we're looking forward to it well i'll have some bonafide kayaks with me jay will have a jackson so if you guys want to try out some boats we will have them there for you to paddle around so Sorry to uh, throw you through a loop, but this is now the ending of the episode. Till next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.
0: succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Coast Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, tails can be damn tricky.